show big L. When pirates ruled the airwaves, Three Valleys Radio takes you back to the early 60s to the radio revolution that took place then out in the North Sea. Over the coming weeks, we shall be bringing you the sounds of Radio Caroline, Radio London, Radio North Sea, Swing and Radio England, and many more. So together, let's keep the radio revolution alive here on Three Valleys Radio. Well, a very warm welcome to When Pirates Rule the Airwaves, Chapter 10. Now this week's episode is dedicated totally to a gentleman called Keith Hampshire, better known as Keefers when he was on Radio Caroline, and we managed to track him down over there in Canada, no less, in the province of Ontario. So uh, it was great to catch up with Keith. So this week what we're doing is we've got an interview with Keith Hampshire coming up straight away, and then we've got one of his programmes from Radio Caroline back in 1966. So I hope you're going to enjoy that and uh, we're going to kick off straight away with Keith and me having a little chat. The heart is a blue. You're listening to Three Valleys Radio. Welcome to our In Conversation program. Every week we talk to a sporting personality to find out just what makes them tick. From their early childhood, to their professional career, to their musical tastes. We cover it all. So sit back and enjoy as we talk to this week's special guest. Here on Three Valleys Radio. Good evening and welcome to In Conversation. Now before I tell you who I am guest is this week I'm going to give you a bit of a clue so have a listen to this and see if you can suss it out go have you got it no well I'm gonna tell you today's guest is not only a disc jockey he's a, a singer an actor a television presenter but his main claim to fame without any question is Radio Caroline because today's guest Keith Hampshire was in fact a DJ on Radio Caroline 
back in the 60s. Good evening, Keith. Good evening, sir, and thank you for the lovely words. Oh, you're welcome to that. Now, Keith's over in... Whereabouts in Canada are you? Well, I'm in the, I'm in the uh, province of Ontario, and I'm in a little village called Lefroy, which is located on a beautiful lake, which is the largest lake in Ontario that isn't a great lake, which is called Lake Simcoe. And I have a beautiful house that my wife designed, and um, we live here in paradise um, in Ontario, Canada. Right, and uh, I'm not sort of totally familiar with Canada. I've been to Canada, but only to um, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. I've been there. Well, that's, uh, that's two hours from here. Yeah, two hours, is it? Yeah. My car. Yeah. Um, what's, yeah. what's the sort of weather and sort of things? I mean, Canada can be very cold, can't it? Uh, they call it winter. Yeah. Yes. They do call it winter, um, and it's not cold today. Today is, um, uh, we call it Indian summer, because it's, here we are, we are in almost November, and um, it's about, um, are you Celsius or Fahrenheit? Oh, I don't, I don't know, Celsius, I think. So, okay, so if I said we're almost 20 degrees Celsius, you know what that is? Yeah, I would, that's about the same as we are over here, funnily enough. Yeah, Which so is... it's about 70 degrees out yeah. Outside right now because it's a it's a beautiful warm balmy day. Yeah, well, it's it's we're quite surprised because normally by you know mid mid to end of October it's usually getting much colder over here, but it's uh, it's not too bad at the moment anyway. It's just rain all the time. That's typical English weather, really, you know. But anyway, to business. To business. You were born in Dulwich in in uh, London, yeah. Yes, I was. Um, I'm an East Ender. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I wasn't there for long. I think we uh, emigrated to Canada when I was about um, six years old. Right. I'm not sure what got into my father. I'm not sure why he decided um, to get out of Britain and go to Canada, but uh, my mother was okay with it, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And um, so we, uh, we traveled by a boat because people didn't really fly in those days. Yeah. And uh, we were on the, I think it was the Georgic, Cunard Line, the Georgic. And we sailed from Southampton to New York City. Yeah. We spent the day in New York City, did the touristy thing. And then that night we went on a, a train and went from New York City to Toronto, Ontario. Yeah. And I don't remember a thing about it. I don't <laughs> remember um, having to go through customs or anything like that. And uh, anyway, we ended up in Toronto, and my mother had made contact with a girl who um, she went to school with in Somerset. My mother was from Thorn Falcon, just outside of um, Thompson, yeah, in Somerset. Yeah, yeah, that was her, uh, um, her stopping grounds as a child. And, um, and uh, so anyway, she uh, somehow came in contact with a girl that went to the same school or something, and she lived in Toronto, so we stayed with them for a week. They helped us sort of uh, get acclimatized to Canada and the money and the climate and whatever. Yeah. And they helped us buy a car, an old car, and we drove across Canada from Toronto to um, Calgary, Alberta, right. which is where we, we ended up. And uh, that's where I grew up. And that's obviously where you got the accent from. What accent is that? Well, you've got a bit of a Canadian accent, I reckon. No. Yeah, really? Yeah, well, I reckon you have, yeah. I find it hard to believe. No, no, I found, I found over the years that if, if you have not lost your accent by the time you're 18, you will pretty well keep your accent for the rest of your life. Yeah. But if you um, 
migrate or uh, you know move somewhere else um, before you're 18, you have a very good chance of losing your uh, um, your accent. So probably when I was a lad, I probably thought like this all the time because I do remember when I first went to school in Calgary. I came home from school and I said, "Hey, mum, <laughs> I, I think I wear short pants here. I need a pair of trousers." <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. Accents are, are, yeah. Well, are funny. Well, maybe it's because uh, of, of you know your your line of business, really. I mean, obviously, you know your 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 voice is your profession to a, a large degree, and you're obviously your talent. But I mean, you know, the fact that you well, were well, using well, your I, voice I, to I, earn. I a, guess I was a, a natural. Uh, well, I, I want to say a natural born mimic, but uh, I don't know that I was naturally born. I'm just saying that I, I, I've always been a mimic. I've always, yeah. you know, copied sounds and voices and singers and uh, and what have you. I remember as a child, my mother used to take me, you know, whenever we went out for, uh, you know, visits or whatever. Um, she would stand me up on a table or something and say, Oh, yeah, Keith, do, do Pendley. So I'd sing, uh, you know, something. And then, hey, uh, right, now do, do Frankie Lane. So I'd sing something by Frankie Lane. saying right let's hear the first of Keith's musical choices but we are dealing with a DJ here so we decided to let Keith announce them himself and here's one of my all-time favorites by a great great guy what a character suit money's big roller band and big time operator <laughs>
Well, that was Zoot Money and Big Time Operator, complete with a proper Keith Hampshire intro. He's much better than I am, I'm afraid. Right, well, let, let, let's get down to, to the main reason that I've rung you, because I've got so many questions I want to ask you here. For those of you who don't know who you are, you were on Radio Caroline. Now, uh, I was on Radio Caroline South, yeah. um, 1966, 1967, um, and uh, I went by the name of Kiefer's. Yeah. Now, I originally went on the air with my own name, which is Keith Hampshire, yeah. um, and after the, about the first week or so that I was on board, I got all these um, letters from people saying, yeah, I know you, I used to, I saw you in the West End production of Oliver, you played the part of Oliver, didn't you? You were fabulous, I like you very much. <laughs> and I'm thinking, wait, what? And I got all these letters from people saying they were, oh, you were in that movie with Hayley Mills, In Search of the Castaways. I remember you in that. You were, you were fabulous. I'm thinking, wait a minute, that wasn't me. And I'm thinking, don't tell me there's another guy named Keith Hampshire in the world. And lo and behold, there was another Keith Hampshire. But here's the kicker. He didn't spell it the same way. It wasn't spelled like the name of the county, Hampshire. Yeah. It was spelled H-A-M. S-H-E-R-E, Keith uh, right. Hampshire. Yeah. And true enough, he was in uh, the original West End production of Oliver, the stage play Oliver by Lionel Bart, and um, he played the part of Oliver. Right. And um, so anyway, he was, uh, he was famous, I suppose. So um, I thought, oh, well, I can't use the name Keith Hampshire. I'm going to have to come up with something else. So I used the nickname Keefers is what I was called in high school by a bunch of my friends. So uh, I just took the name Keefers. So yeah. um, a lot of people say, well, oh, I, I, I've never heard of Keith Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, oh, Keefers, yeah, I've heard of Keefers. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's very easily um, easy to be so, nobody. So... <laughs> Tell me, how did you end up getting on, you know, I mean, tell me the story. Where did it, how did they, did they just ring you up out of the blue? Or how did that happen? Okay, well, um, uh, I was working in Calgary at a radio television station, a combination. And um, I originally started out as a uh, television cameraman, but I wasn't really very good at it because I, I had trouble focusing. I don't, I've never, I've always had trouble focusing on anything. Yeah. Well, anyway, they decided that perhaps um, a television cameraman was not my future, but I had sort of endeared myself to the, um, the, 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 the powers that be, the head honchos, whatever, and they thought, well, we can't really sack this kid because he's so kind of cute. Let's find him something else to do. So they moved me into radio as an engineer, an operator, and so I was uh, uh, playing records and rolling tapes and, and what have you for other people uh, who had their own shows, and then they gave me the all-night show on the weekends to, um, again, operate tapes and, and records that way. And then at about 3 o'clock in the morning, I could sort of take over and do my own thing. So um, I was singing in a band at, at the time, and we were following the British invasion, music-wise. Yeah. And so we did a lot of the um, English, uh, English stuff. We followed all the English bands. Uh, but were big at the time, you know, the Animals, Manfred Mann, Wayne Fontana, yeah. Brian Poole and the Tremolos, Cliff Richard and the Shadows. We did, you know, we did all that stuff. Right. And so when I, um, I, I had my own 
the radio station at night. I'd play all that stuff. So, uh, you know, in the middle of the night in Calgary, yeah. um, I was playing all this uh, British invasion music, all this British, uh, great British, British stuff. And so, um, anyway, uh, a friend of mine that I went to school with, I ran into him one day, and he said, hey, Keith, he said, uh, I'm going to England in, in a month or so. Do you want to come with me? And I thought, wow, gee, that's not, I, I'd really like to get back to my country because I was born there. Yeah. I still had a British passport. Yeah. Um, and um, it sounded like a good idea. There was all sorts of other things that were uh, were, were pressing. For example, the, the band that I was singing in, we'd sort of gone as far as we could go. There was no chance of recording or anything like that. So the... Um, they didn't want to rehearse and learn new stuff anymore, so that was sort of in in neutral. And I had a girlfriend who was getting pretty serious, and I was getting pretty serious. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm only 20 years old here. Yeah. So um, that was uh, preying upon me. And then the final kicker was that uh, um, at the time in uh, Alberta, which is a province in Canada, you were allowed um, three speeding tickets before they came to take your like, driver's license away. Right. Well, I had accumulated five, so it was a matter of time before they came and took my license away. So I thought, uh, I need to get out of the country and get out quick. Yeah. So I agreed to go to England with this friend of mine, and um, so I made all the arrangements and, and booked the uh, the seat on the on the boat and whatever. And uh, then a few days later, I run into this other friend of mine, and I told him, Hey, I'm going to England with Tony. And they said, Tony who? And I said, You know, Tony. And they said, Tony left a week ago. So I thought, oh, terrific, <laughs> terrific. I'm going to England by myself. Yeah. So I bounced it off another friend of mine, and he said, well, I'll go with you. I said, what? You're in first year university. You're going to quit first year university, come to England with me? And he says, yeah. So boom, we, uh, we up and uh, the two of us, we went to England together. We um, stayed with my grandfather in, in uh, Hatch Beach, just outside of Taunton in Somerset. Yeah, no, it well. And um, he, he took us into Taunton, and we bought a, an old Morris Minor, a 1951, 1951 Morris Minor, yeah. left-hand drive, because it would, had originally been imported to Germany, and it found its way back to England. And we were used to driving left-hand drive. Yeah, obviously, and yeah. And we couldn't sell the car because it was left-hand drive. So we got it cheap. I think we paid 50 pounds for it. Yeah. And we drove all over England, Scotland, and Wales, living out of this car. Lived on fish and chips and cider. Good old <laughs> Boomer's Woodpecker. Yeah. And um, uh, anyway, after a while, we settled with my aunt and uncle in Epsom, in Surrey. And my friend got a job at the Skyline Hotel. So he sort of moved out. Uh, and then I, my, I'm in my aunt's, my aunt, uncle and aunt's house one day, and she's bustling about in the kitchen, and she's got the radio on, and I'm listening to radio, she's listening to Radio Caroline. Yeah. Now, I'd heard about Radio Caroline, but I didn't know anything about it, really, honestly, yeah. other than it was a pirate, supposedly pirate radio. And I'm listening to it, and I'm hearing, well, good afternoon, we're listening to you know, this is Radio Caroline South on the media website. Yeah. So um, I got in the, uh, I went 
London, and apparently there were three there were three radio stations within a matter of a couple of blocks of each other in Mayfair. One was Radio Caroline, one was Radio London, and the other was Swing and Radio England. Letter of recommendation from the station in Calgary. I'm looking for a job. And um, finally, uh, I ran into a guy named Tom Lodge, who was the uh, chief disc jockey at um, uh, Radio Caroline South. And um, he heard, shook his hand or whatever, and he said, well, go downstairs and do an, uh, an audition. So I went downstairs and did an audition. And he said, terrific. Um, when can you start? I said, now. He said, okay, tomorrow morning be at uh, Liverpool Street Station, catch the yet da 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 to Ipswich, and there'll be a car to meet you at the other end. So, boom, just like that, I was, I had a job. Aren't you glad you asked? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get another Caroline South type intro from Keith for his second. Go you know, one more time, it's uh, Dr. Georgie Fame, otherwise known as uh, Clive Powell, currently living in Wincanton, they say. Here's sitting in the park, an old Billy Stewart favorite.
Georgie Fame there and uh, sitting in the park. Right, so we're at, we're at uh, Ipswich, Ipswich Station. You get to a boat somehow, dear. A, a tender? Yes, so um, I arrive at Ipswich and there's a taxi there to meet me. And the taxi takes me to the docks in Felixstowe. Yeah. And at the docks in Felixstowe, I get on a boat called the Tender and it supplies the ships with whatever. Yeah. Oil for the generators, um, food, uh, records for the uh, radio station, uh, whatever's needed for the stations. And it serviced the three, not only were the three radio stations in London within a, a, a couple of uh, blocks of each other, but they were also um, anchored about a mile apart. So there was Radio England, Radio London, and Radio Caroline anchored about a mile apart in the North Sea. So the tender would go out and service all three of the boats in a row on a daily basis. Yeah. So um, they took me out to the boat and um, sort of plonked me there and said, boat, there you go, have a good time. <laughs> so luckily, Tom Lodge was on the ship when I arrived, and he introduced me to all the, the other fellas. And I believe, let me see, there was Tom Lodge did mornings, then Micah Hearn did mid-morning, then Dave Lee Travis did uh, noon till three, and then Emperor Roscoe did three until six, and then six until nine, I believe was a guy named Rick Dane. Yeah. And then nine to midnight. Well, trying to think who might have done nine to midnight. I'm Johnny Walker. Sure. I know that Johnny Walker eventually came in and did nine to midnight. Yeah. And there was a guy named Tommy Vance came to work for us. And, um, yeah, so anyway, they took me out to the ship, and I was work used to working at a very modern, up-to-date, up-to-the-minute radio station in Calgary, Alberta, with all the newest um, equipment and facilities, and here I am on this boat out in the middle of the North Sea with the most... I call it antiquated, archaic equipment, um, and I was I was scared spitless, <laughs> having to figure out how to work this board, and you know yabbity yabbity at the same time. Yeah. So they sat me in the uh, control room for about twenty four hours, uh, watching the other guys on the air. You see, so you know they'd be uh, so good afternoon. We got a great show out here for you. You've got a new fellow on board. He's going to be on tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock. His name's Keith Hampshire. Say hello, Keith. Uh, yeah, so tomorrow afternoon, three o'clock, tuning into Keith Hampshire. You know, so they're all talking me up, this, that, and the other. I'm getting more and more nervous. I am scared, 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 because I this control panel is beyond my my comprehension. So anyway, um, come three o'clock the next afternoon, uh, everybody sort of gathers in the uh, the galley or whatever you want to call it, and uh, they say, oh, you can do great, mate, don't worry, you know, and the other one's, yeah, break a leg, mate, you're going to be fine. And so Tom Lodge comes and he throws his arm around me and he says, Keith, he says, you're going to be fabulous, mate, don't worry. He says, there's eight million people out there, they're going to love you. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed to make you relax, I suppose. What's the tender trip like? Was it was it rough? I mean, did you? you know?
what was your um you know what was your first uh, uh, impression of the boat you know the mi amigo was it was it a, an absolute wreck or mi amigo, number of stories of you know, amusing or frightening or hair-raising situations that developed on the sh on the ship can you can you remember a few that would uh Yeah. <laughs> 
sailing off to Valhalla. It's a beautiful sight. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it. It sounds it. Tell me. You know, when you take... I, I, I try and explain pirate radio to people in North America, and they, they, they don't understand it at all. But I say, listen, you take the, you take the class clown from Calgary, Alberta, uh, you know, and the class clown from Liverpool, and a class clown from Birmingham, and a class clown from London, and a class clown from Australia, and the class clown from South Africa, and a class clown from um, America, and you stick them on a boat in the English Channel, and you give them the best music that, were, that was ever recorded, and you say, have fun with it, mates, just don't be naughty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there was nothing we wouldn't get up to. I mean, we were just crazy times, crazy times. Well, it's about time we had another Kiefer's intro, isn't it? I think it is. Hi, this is Kiefer's, and you're listening to three solid hours of finger snapping, toe tapping, knee knocking, thigh slapping, knuckle cracking, finger popping, lights pulling, wrist twisting, tongue tangling, foot stomping, rock and roll music, including Manfred Man and Big Time Nighttime. What was it? it was, in my opinion, the best radio there ever was. 
what was it like when you were on board uh, when you had really, you know, dodgy conditions to, to do it in and, it was, you know, really rough seas? I mean, was it frightening? Well, we were fortunate in that there was, I think we were, we were anchored by a sandbar. Yeah. So the sandbar took most of the big waves. I mean, there were days when it was pretty rough and um, uh, there were varying degrees of roughness, let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, most of the time it was okay, but I mean, the varying degrees of roughness, if it was rough, then you took an English penny and you put it on top of the needle on on the turntable yeah. to, to play the record. Um, and if it was really rough, you put on two pennies. Yeah. Um, and then you wouldn't be able to play album cuts because album cuts weren't as deep as uh, 45s. Yeah. Uh, 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 I hope your um, listeners are realizing that we used to play vinyl back in those days. Yeah, no, I think and, they will. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Fun, funnily was, enough, was I just... Really, really rough, we put on a tape. Yeah. We blow a tape and but, let the tape roll. But what about you and, You personally? Were, were you ill? Were you seasick? You know, was it was made... Uh, no, I don't think I... I don't remember ever getting seasick. No. Nah. Because I would have, no, I, I would have thought that would be the problem, but um, it would be with me anyway. I know that. But uh, I know there were some lads who came out to the boat and, and couldn't couldn't do it because they did get seasick. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you, you, I'm, the next question? I think you've already answered. You do keep in touch with all the DJs, then, do you? I most certainly do. As a matter of fact, my wife and I just finished a trip to Britain. Yeah, and. Um, the first, um, the first people we stayed with was a girl named Carolyn Irvin, and she used to work in Caroline House, and she was the um, the general girl Friday. She, if you wanted something done, give the job to Carolyn; she'll get it done. Sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Anyway, she now owns the bed and breakfast in Wallingford, and she insists that my wife and I go and stay with her uh, every time we're in England. So we go and stay with Carolyn and her husband. And um, Carolyn's uh, twin sister, Julia, was my old girlfriend when yeah. I worked on Caroline yeah. for a long time. And then um, after that, we go and spend a couple of days with Dave Lee Travis, yeah. the diary monster, yeah. and um, his, his lovely wife. And we have a, a wonderful time with him. I, I love Dave very, very much. And then from there, where do we go? Oh, then generally we do we do the um, we do the rallies. We uh, we go out to Gloucestershire. I've got an aunt in Gloucestershire. We stay with her for a day or two. And then I've got a cousin who lives in Everpeach in Somerset. Yeah. Maybe she's even listening today. God knows. I Pauline. Anyway, we stay with her for a couple of days. And um, then when the, um, while I was there, I went for lunch with our old news director, Mark Sloan. Yeah. Um, Mark and his wife, uh, we went for lunch and had a, a good old chat and uh, reminisce. And then um, I met uh, Johnny Walker for lunch one day. Yeah. Um, now, the uh, funny thing was that I was trying to coordinate all these different um, uh, visits with all these different people, and I had them all written down on a calendar. We'll see so-and-so on such-and-such a day, and we'll have lunch there, and we'll do this and that and the other. And I had it all organized, and I got in touch with Johnny Walker, and, and Johnny said, yeah, yeah, we'd love to have you for uh, uh, tea one afternoon, and he, we set it all up, and... Um, Somehow I had it in my head that we were doing it on a Sunday, but 
but the thing was that we were doing it on the Thursday. <laughs> so I called him Sunday morning and I said, Oi, Johnny, what time do you want us? And he said, Yeah, I'm sure. What's your game? I said, What, what do you mean? What happened to Thursday? I said, Oh, no. <laughs> I screwed up big time. Yeah. I mean, he, his, uh, Piggy, his wife, had gotten up first thing in the morning and she'd made fresh scones and she'd been to the uh, clean grocers and bought f fresh veggies and fruits and big flowers and uh, the uh -huh. whole thing. Was, she'd gone out of her way for Thursday and somehow I got it in my head it was Sunday. Anyway, he graciously came and met us at a pub on Sunday, and his wife did not come, Tiggy did not come, and um, I understood completely because I had really screwed up. <laughs> so I, I sent her a big, big bunch of flowers and said, I'm sorry, I'm an old man, I'm, I, I, I screwed up. So, um, going, going back to the boat a minute, what, what was the food like on the boat? The food wasn't bad. It all came from Holland, um, because that's where our, our supplies came from. Yeah. And uh, all the crew was Dutch. Uh, the tender was all run by um, Dutch fellows. And so uh, the food was good. Um, they had a good chef. And um, it was, no, it was possible. Uh, we got a ration of um, either beer, Heineken, or Dutch Coca-Cola a week. I think it was 24. Yeah. Um, well, a week or two weeks. I don't know. I can't remember now. Yeah. And and a carton of cigarettes. Uh -huh. And uh, so that was that was sort of uh, part of our uh, our pay was. Um, and, and to this day, I cannot drink Heineken. <laughs> um, and I can drink Coca Cola if, if there's uh, black rum in it. Yeah. And um, and I don't smoke. So, uh, but you know, it was it was life was good. Life well, was great. There's a, I've got probably every book that's been written about Parrot Radio, and I've, there's an awful lot in there about, uh, you know, paying for plays and what have you. How rigid were the playlists that, you you know, you could play? Well, um, for the first, I'd say, nine months that I was on the ship. Now, I was on the, the ship for 11 months in total. Yeah. Um, from July... July 1966 to August 14th, 1967, when the Marine Broadcast Defenses Act uh, became yeah. uh, enacted. Um, so anyway, um, uh, of the, I would say of the nine months out of the 11 that I was on board the ship, there was there were no restrictions. No. Um, there was a, a rough a playlist where you played um, a, a modern hit, and then you played an oldie goldie, then you played um, an up-and-comer, um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but basically, you got to program the, the show uh, any way you wanted. So um, uh, it was very easy to put your own mark on the program, that your own, your own tastes, your own feeling, um, your own... Your own stamp, and, and if you were, if people liked your idea of how to program music, then they would listen. If they didn't, then they changed the dial and listened to Radio London or Radio uh, Radio yeah. England. Yeah. But um, generally, 
you, you were given, there was no restrictions as to what you played. And then what happened was um, Radio Caroline had um, money issues. And so they took a partner named Philip Solomon, yeah. who was um, uh, from Ireland. And uh, uh, Philip Solomon had his finger in all sorts of pies. And he was also... Um, uh, owned a, a record company himself, uh, Major Minor Records was the name of the label. Yeah. And he, he had all these different artists signed, and he came up with the idea where if you were had made a record and you wanted to play it on Radio Caroline, and you didn't think that they would play it, then if you pay me a hundred pounds a week, I'll make sure that they play it uh, so many times a day yeah. in certain time slots, you yeah, see. Yeah. So he, he, he was the one that sort of instigated the, the pay-as-you-play thing. And um, some of his stuff wasn't bad, but some of it was rubbish. And um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but uh, I, he fired me twice <laughs> because I, I wouldn't play his crap. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, Phil. I, I, so I, I, there, there's no way I can fit that song into my musical playlist, my genre, my, I cannot, I cannot honestly come on and say, ladies and gentlemen, there's another great song by the Dubliners or, you know, whatever. Yeah. After you come out of, um, you know, something by Motown like Stevie Wonder or Marvin Gaye or The Temptations, or, you know, you come out of that and you go into the, I just didn't work. Yeah. What about and the days so, of Pearly Spencer, though? Pardon me? The days of Pearly Spencer. Now, now, days of Pearly Spencer was an oddball because, now, we had, uh, yeah, that was, uh, uh, Philip Solomon had this idea that he was going to make David McWilliams a star. So he had these radio spots made up, and it was DM is coming, and we'd have to play them on the air, and we're thinking, who the hell is DM? Oh, well, okay, we'll play it. So, you know, it was just like another little blurb that was on, and then all of a sudden, out comes this record by David McWilliams, and we're supposed to play the crap out of it. Now, it's, it's a good record. It was well produced. It was a nice song. Now, the funny thing is that they were pushing a side called Harlem Lady. She is a Harlem Lady. And that's the side they wanted us to play. Yeah. But the other side was the days of Pearly Spencer, which was an even trick, was an even catchier song. So in the end, the days of Pearly Spencer became a much bigger hit yeah. than Harlem Lady. I used but, to like um, that one, I must admit, uh, days of Pearly Spencer. Yeah. It was great. I used to really like that. But, uh, it was a great song, and he was yeah. a good singer and a great songwriter and quite a character, but he was signed to Philip Solomon, and he... I'm sorry. <laughs> so, what only, a, hold it there a minute, The uh, only real, um, uh, claim to fame that Philip Solomon had was he was the personal manager of The Bachelors. Yeah. The singing group, The Bachelors. Yeah, yeah. You know, smile for me, my guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, who could no, forget them? Okay. <laughs> they weren't my cup of tea, but uh, they were all right, no, I suppose. No, no, not mine either, but I mean, there was, there, he had a market. Yeah, but, but um, um, yeah. Time for another Caroline South Kiefer's intro. Here's a song that was written by Cat Stevens back in the day. was on his second LP, I suppose. It was called Masters, something like that. Originally a big hit for P.P. Arnold, who used to uh, tour with Ike and Tina Turner, and they, I guess. P.P. Arnold's version of the 
just as an aside, uh, Keith was probably too uh, uh, modest to mention it, but uh, he recorded a version of this song himself, which got to number one in the Canadian uh, Top 100. Definitely a man of many talents. Arnold there and the first cut is the deepest. So what about Ronan O'Reilly? Now you you must have met him I presume, did you? Well as a matter of fact the two times that I was fired by Phil, um, Phil Solomon Ronan, I would run into Ronan in the, uh, as I was leaving the building and he'd say, Keith where are you going? I'd say well uh, uh, Phil just fired me he says, bull crap he says you're not fired, get back on the ship <laughs> Oh well, that was and, a one then You know, uh, Ronan was uh, Went through to um, 
station to equip the Mi Amigo as he did and get it on the air and everything he went through to because he believed in pirate and he believed in commercial radio. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily pirate radio. It was commercial radio he believed in. Mm. He felt that Britain should be on a par with the rest of the world as far as radio is concerned. Yeah. And he couldn't he couldn't abide the fact that the BBC had the monopoly and if you wanted to listen to radio, you had to buy a license to listen to radio. And if you wanted to listen to radio and you lived in the British Isles, you had to listen to the BBC. And you could only listen to the BBC um, for uh, until 11 o'clock at night when they signed off. Yeah. And you had to, and you could only listen to 45 minutes a week of, of popular music. Yeah, which was crazy, wasn't it? Absolutely crazy. Yeah. But Rowan realized that he, he'd been, I'm not saying he'd been around the world, but he'd been around. So he knew that, uh, you know, this is not the way to run a country and run a, um, uh, a music industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, now we've got the last of uh, traditional Caroline South introductions from Kiefer's. And here's a lot that used to play with uh, Paul McCartney in Wings. Denny Lane from the Moody Blues. He was the one who sang... Who rides with the tide and who's 
sound of Mr. Danny Lane and Say You Don't Mind. Were there any occasions when you had to, uh, I mean, I read some horrendous stories in some of the books I've got about uh, the DJs having to go up the, the ladder, up the uh, aerial to get it fixed, to get the the, uh, the stage that, you know, supported the thing that, that were breaking and had to be replaced. And Did you ever get lumbered with any of that? No, I never did. When I was on Caroline, everything worked tickety-boo. I, I can't remember... I can't remember us ever being off the air. I can't remember us ever having technical issues or technical problems. Um, I know that there was a time that Tony uh, Windsor likes to tell the story of uh, he was the only guy that on the ship that would go up the mast and uh, connect such and such. But um, uh, that's the only uh, the only time I ever, ever heard of it or experienced it. Yeah. No, it sounds horrendous, I should think, going up one of those in the middle of the bloody sea, but oh, still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, that would that would frighten me to death. Um, what about... It was 180-some feet high. Was it? Cool, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well... See, the boat was 185 feet long, and the mast, I think, was a, an equal equal height. Yeah. So it was... Uh, and, it's the, and, of course, the boat was moving on the tide, so, um, yeah, it... Uh, yes. Um, you... Yeah, you uh, <laughs> Yeah. I'll just tell you the benefit of the doubt. He was very brave. What about Emperor Roscoe? Because I think he's brilliant. Well, Roscoe was uh, uh, an enigma. He was only on the ship for perhaps um, uh, a few weeks to a month when I joined. I think I inherited his show, as a matter of fact, yeah. because he was on three to six in the afternoon. And um, Roscoe... Um, was bilingual, and um, he was originally, his, his father was um, um, a movie producer, produced all the Elvis Presley movies. Yeah. His name was um, Joe Pasternak, yeah. and um, Roscoe's real name is Mike Pasternak. Anyway, um, Mike had been in the armed forces and had um, obviously heard a lot of different um commercial radio in, in the States and had emulated some of the disc jockeys that he'd heard uh, and had taken the persona um, at the Emperor Roscoe. So uh, anyway, uh, Roscoe was, was on the ship um, very short, uh, shortly until I, until I came on board and then I... Uh, Basically, I inherited his show. Yeah. But um, uh, a story I love to tell about Roscoe is Roscoe had a pet minor bird that he kept, and he was always trying to teach this minor bird to talk. Yeah. And anyway, when Roscoe went uh, on shore for a couple of days, I think what he was doing was he was going to um, French Radio Luxembourg to apply for a job. And so anyway, he was off the ship, and uh, he left his minor bird named Alfie on board that he'd been trying to teach how to speak, you see. So we decided to play a trick on Roscoe, and what we did was um, 
even though the bird was downstairs in um, Roscoe's cabin, we ran a, a, an ear, earpiece, an earphone, uh, and a wire hooked up to a tape machine upstairs in the studio down into Alfie's cage. And we recorded a loop, and it just went around and round and round and said the same thing for uh, over 24 hours. And it just went, Roscoe is a fink! Roscoe is a fink! Roscoe is a fink! <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Roscoe comes back on the ship, and he goes on the air, and he always takes um, his bird with him, and he's always, you know, talking to his, his bird. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure that sounds kind of rude. Anyway, uh, um... Uh, the first thing he says was, oh, how are you today, Alfie? Roscoe is a fink! Roscoe! And he couldn't get over the fact that we had actually taught his bird up to say, Roscoe is a fink. <laughs> I, think, I think he dropped the bird idea soon after. <laughs> but there was another bird on board, wasn't there? A canary, I think I read somewhere. Uh, not that I remember. Uh, I don't remember a canary. Maybe after your it time then. Much after I did. Yeah. Um, well, what was it like? I mean, you did you, I'm sure that you know during the time you you did other shows, you sat in for people. Um, what was it like when you had to do it? You know, really early mornings or in the middle of the night type shows. Did you ever have, get lumbered with any of them? I never got I never got lumbered with the all night show. I must admit. Now I got to tell you a story about the all night show. Um, when I first joined Caroline, we we signed off at midnight, and um, and then we signed on again at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And as I said, Tom Lodge did mornings, and uh, I can't remember who did uh, nine to midnight. It might have been Johnny Walker. Anyway, um, uh, okay, where was I going with this? Hang on, my brain is. Uh, I got a brain burp here. Um, oh, anyway, when I first um, went to England, I met up with a fellow in Southampton that I'd been um, sort of introduced to by a girl in Alberta. She said, oh, if you're landing in Southampton, you need to look up a friend of mine. He lives in Southampton, and um, he's a really nice guy. So anyway, I met up with this guy, and I found out that he'd been a radio announcer in Canada at a smaller station in Alberta. So we kept in touch, and this, that, and the other. And after I'd been on Caroline for a week or two, uh, Tom Lodge comes to me and he says, guess what? He says, um, we've just figured it out. We're going to be able to go 24 hours a day. I said, no kidding. He said, yeah, this is really exciting. He said, the only thing is, I need another disc jockey. And I said, I've got just the guy. <laughs> I said, I met this guy in Southampton. He's got experience. He's got a really nice voice. You should give him an audition. So anyway, we set it up. Steve came into um, uh, Caroline House. He did an audition, and uh, they hired him there on the spot. So um, anyway, uh, I'm taking Steve out to the ship. We're going out to the ship together, and we're trying to come up with a name. His real name was Oppitz, O-P-P-I-T-Z. Yeah. I don't think it's Welsh, but he was Welsh. <laughs> anyway, um, we're sitting on the uh, underground, and we're looking at all the different uh, train um, stations, and we're going, Piccadilly, Steve Piccadilly. Nah, that doesn't work. Steve Trafalgar. Oh, my God, are you kidding? Steve Sloan. Ooh, that's not bad. Steve Sloan. Uh, Steve Tooting. No, no, that's not good. You know, and so we're trying to come up with all... Anyway, we finally settled on Steve Young, and that's a, he became Steve Young, and he He's now officially legally changed his name to Steve Young. But, um, and he came out and started doing the all-night show. And he was um, our all-night man for 
the duration. Um, he was there for almost as long as I was. Yeah. You know, yeah. probably 10, 10, 11, no, maybe nine, no, no, almost just over a year, I suppose. Yeah. So I'm going to come to the inevitable one, really. So why did you leave then? Why did I leave? Yeah. Oh, well, the thing was that, um, uh, as I said before, I was a British subject. I was born in England. Yeah. And I had an English passport. Yeah. And uh, Harold Wilson and the Labour government, and nothing against the Labour government, but uh, Labour government, yeah. um, put a bill through Parliament outlawing the pirate radio status, or radio yeah. ships. I remember and it well. The, the bill basically said anyone providing the ships with advertising, anyone supplying the ships with food or anything, anybody working on the pirate radio ships, anybody advertising on the pirate, you know, basically they closed the door on yeah. the, the lot yeah. and said, if you're British and you're working, you could be subject to six months in jail and a 500 pound fine. And so most of us went, boy, these guys are serious. Yeah. And because we were so used to uh, basically living an English lifestyle, we couldn't foresee living any other kind of lifestyle. And I must admit, the two fellows that stayed on board after most of us hung up our microphones, uh, Johnny Walker and Robbie Dale, um, they motored on and they worked out of Holland and they lived in Holland and they, um, there were times that, you know, there was no food getting out to the ship. There was no communication. They were on the boat for much longer than two weeks at a time. I mean, they are my heroes. They really believed in what they were doing and they, they, they soldiered on. Yeah. No, I remember the, I remember the program with Johnny Walker and Robbie Dale. Um, August the fourteenth, nineteen sixty-seven. Who could ever forget it? You know, it was, it exactly. was, it was, it was so. Well, it, it was good because obviously they were they were hanging on in there, um, and everybody yeah. else wasn't. I mean, I was surprised that Radio London packed it in so easily, really, but they did. So I you know, um, uh, but you know, it was it was. Uh, I, I, I've got it all. Well, I say this this record this um, archive of, of recordings I've got. You would not believe what I've got. Um, Keith, you really wouldn't believe it. I have got any number of stuff. Um, just Caroline North, Caroline South, uh, Radio 355, Radio 270, Atlanta, Atlantis, um, Radio Such, Radio City. Got the lot. Radio it's, Scotland. Yeah, got that. Got that. As well. It's brilliant. Radio 390. Yeah, got them as well. We got the lot. It's brilliant yeah. stuff. So we're running this program on a, on a regular basis. Um, so yeah, you know this is this is going to slot into this program absolutely brilliantly. So I can I cannot thank you enough, Keith. It's uh, it's fantastic to speak to you. My pleasure, really. Now, Keith, we haven't spoken to you yet about the uh, the records and the music that you've recorded. A lot of the songs I recorded were favourites of mine from my days on Radio Caroline. Yeah, and I recorded them because they had never done anything in North America. Uh huh. They had been well received in England, but had never done anything in North America. So I, um, I decided to uh, record them myself when I had the opportunity. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, I had great success. Yeah, I should think you did because uh, one of them got to number one in Canada. Well, Keith, thanks ever so much for all this. We've got to wrap it up now. I'm running out of time, but uh, absolutely delighted that you've come on. 
Uh, once again, thank you so much for this. This is absolutely wonderful. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you for asking. Um, uh, don't forget to go to my website. Uh, I will. There's all kinds of crap on there that uh, you may or may not know or may, may or may not want to know. But um, <laughs> I suggest you do that. Yeah, I will. I will, certainly. And, uh, okay. you know, I can only say thanks again. It is, it's brilliant, Keith. And, uh, you know, that's you a, it's a, love to Somerset. Cool. But anyway, thanks ever so much today, Keith. Appreciate it you enormously. Okay, Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, we searched and we found. That was uh, Keith Hampshire, better known as Keefers, on Radio Caroline South, uh, talking to me, A.D. Hopper, uh, in one of our In Conversation recordings. So it was really good to speak to Keith and get to know him. And surprisingly, as you'll have heard, he's got links to Somerset as well, which was interesting. Now we're going to hear Keefers in action. Back in 1966, on the 23rd of December, this is Keith's Uprising. <laughs> Good morning, you're listening to Keeper's Uprising on Radio Caroline South. Huh, friendly sounding cuss, isn't it? I got a card the other day from, uh, well, it doesn't say from where, but it says, would you please play a record by, uh, well, it doesn't say that either. It just says, uh, please play a record for Ronnie, who is in the American Navy in Naples in Italy. With all her love coming from Janet Markley, number 335 James Street, Bridgeport, West Virginia, in the U.S. of A. And, uh... Wanted in the morning, about 8 o'clock. Well, it's kind of close, six minutes after 8 o'clock. Especially for um, Ronnie in the American Navy, coming from your love, Janet. Here's Wayne Fontana, the number 13 sound of the nation. Pamela, Pamela. Good morning, all. Pamela, Pamela, remember the days of apples and books and school plays. When little Bray Rabbit just grew in the wood And luck was a cat that sat on the rug oh. When Laurel and Hardy were shown at the flicks With sticky red lilies on splintery sticks Pigtails and ribbons and crushes on mist Secret discussions about a first kiss You were young and everything was new Impatient to do things you couldn't do Oh, Pamela, Pamela, you started to grow Answers to questions you wanted to know When the rest of your childhood forgets as a dream And the harshness of life thins the peaches and cream
Fontana, number 13 on the Caroline Countdown, especially going out to Ronnie this morning, coming from Janet. This Christmas, give her Lemo by Cody. So romantic, so feminine. Lemo, the world's best-loved perfume. The Lemo comes in so many enchanting ways. She'll adore wearing Lemo perfume in bath oil, in creamy skin perfume, in eau de toilette. So choose her favorites from Lemo's wonderful gift sets. Lemo by Cody. The world's best-loved perfume. Show her how much you care this Christmas. With Nemo by Cody. Nine minutes after eight o'clock, 45 degrees. Here are the bachelors, number six. faith in your heart And you never walk alone For with faith in your heart the world is your own. You never will grieve if in him you believe and walk with faith in your heart. When the dreams that you dream seem to disappear from you, that's the time to fight on. And soon they'll all come true. He lightens your load as you travel life's road. So walk with faith in your heart. Whenever you have trouble, just reach out for his hand. Let him be your friend, and you find that success is just around the bend. He won't let you down, wear a smile, not a frown, and walk with faith in your Bachelors and walk with faith in your heart, the number six sound of the nation this week, doing very, very well for themselves, they are. And they've got another record out right now that I'll be playing for you a little later on in the program, so you stick around. Bachelor lovers, 12 minutes after 8 o'clock is the time. Hey, girl, have you seen the new Balito Christmas gift pack? They're wow, Super colorful design. And inside, fab glamour crate. Sheer stretch stockings that never wrinkle. For the name of your nearest stockist, write Polito, 
Jacks and Dorbins, Hopper Jacks. Here's the late and great Miss Alma Kogan, Now That I've Found You. Now that I've found you, I don't know what to do. I can't go on with him. Kogan and her brand new song, Now That I've Found You. It's 15 minutes after 8 o'clock. Every morning from 6 until 9, right here on Caroline South, it's Keeper's Uprising. When I feature three solid hours of finger snap and toe tap and knee knock and thigh slap and knuckle crack and finger pop and leg pull and wrist twist and tongue tangle and foot stomp and rock and roll music. I'd love to have you join me anytime you like. Remember, start your day the keeper's way. Look for Libby's at your shop. There's a whole range of Libby's food and fruit on the shelves. Packed full of quality, full of flavor, great value. Everything Libby's make is worth every penny. They always pick the most delicious food and fruit you could ask for. So get down to the shops and help yourself to Libby's. Here's Herman's Hermits at 16 minutes after 8 o'clock with... West over the ocean, perpetual motion, traveling around. No rest, singing, playing, night out and day in, doing the rounds. What a great life it must be. What a great life it must be. 
Herman's Hermits, number 27 on this week's countdown. Little thing entitled East West. 18 minutes after 8 is the time. Hi there, guys. Hello, Hotel de Paris. Oh, hello. Um, je veux. Uh, Do you want some oh, Horlicks? what's to know, darling? Yes, Horlicks. Horlicks? No, no, not Horlicks. But I thought you said. I want to know. Well, yes, I do. Horlicks? No, no. I'm talking to Paris, darling. Tonight. Horlicks for you. Well, leave off you. Cold heavens. Let him talk on her phone, will you? After Horlicks later. No, oh, I don't know. Caroline Sure Shot! Here's Robbie Dale's Sure Shot this week. These are the flies. I'm not your stepping stone.
walking around like he was front page news. You've been awful careful about the friends you choose, but you'll find my name in your book of who's who's I think that part is great. Those are the flies. Robbie Dale's sure shot this week, entitled, I Am Not Your Stepping Stone. So get your foot out of the middle of my back. Because if you want to cross that river, honey, you're going to have to swim. Right. Yeah. Twenty-one and a half minutes after eight is the time. Good morning to you. I can see you there. Yes, those of you late risers sitting in bed this morning, uh, sipping a, a cup of hot milk or something like that. Gad, <laughs> what a way to start the day. Hey, listen, uh, today, immediately following Cash Casino at noon, for call-in at Curry's, okay? You remember that now. At noon today, right following Cash Casino for... Call-in at Curry's. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's 22 minutes after 8 o'clock, 45 degrees Fahrenheit is the temperature. One day you're true to me. Here's Crispy in St. Peter's. Next day you're through with me. One day the world is mine. Next day the sun don't shine On this week's Caroline Countdown, Crispy and St. Peter's, and make up your cotton pick in mind. Square meal nourishment, that's what you get with Pizza Fix. Start the day with Pizza Fix. Pizza Fix, Pizza Fix, hard to eat, Pizza Fix, Pizza Fix for breakfast. Dad likes Pizza Fix. 
so do the children. They love its natural wheaty taste. And it's so good for them. Weetabix is right for all the family. Gives them all a wonderful, nourishing breakfast. Start the day with Weetabix. Weetabix for breakfast. Riddle me this, listeners. What have 259, Christmas Day, and Batman in common? For the answer to this riddle and more, stay tuned in to Caroline South. It's all here in Bat and Wife. Oh, golly. That's right, Christmas Day. Day? Day. Day. Batman's Christmas caper. Especially presented by the nuts here on Caroline South. You'll be listening for that now, you hear? Here's Odin's People, number 44 this week. Have you ever heard a lovely church bell ring? From a distance. Have you ever heard a crying angel sing? From a distance, from a distance, you can hear a crying angel sing. She is crying for the sadness tomorrow's sins may bring. A star fall from the sky From a distance it looks Just like heaven's lost an eye From a distance, from a distance Looks like heaven has lost an eye Now there's one less chance for God To see you and I A crying angel sings From a distance, from a distance You can hear a crying angel sing She is crying for the sadness Tomorrow's sins may bring Take us up to news time. Here's Chris Montez. The number 37 sound of the nation, time after time. Time after time. 28 past 8. I tell myself that I'm... 45 degrees. So lucky to be loving you. So lucky to be...
wave band on 259 meters. This is real radio, Radio Caroline South. And uh, the time is now exactly 8.30, and that means it's time for the news, Bunkett. News Beat, presenting Caroline headline news and weather. Police are still searching a wide area of the northwest for five prisoners who escaped from Walton Jail in Liverpool. The crew of a British trawler were rescued last night in a gale off northwest Iceland. The Americans are sending 900,000 tons of grain to India to ease the food shortage. The West German magazine Stern says it will serialize William Manchester's book, Death of a President, in its complete form. And Jodrell Bank has picked up signals from Russia's moon rocket, Luna 13. There are the headlines. There'll be full coverage of these stories at 9 o'clock. On the weather front, it'll be mainly cloudy at first over England and Wales with some outbreaks of light rain in places, but temperatures will be above normal. Brighter, colder weather in the north will extend southwards this morning, although the extreme south and west will stay mainly cloudy with some rain at times. There will be some snow in the north. The outlook for tomorrow and Saturday, mainly bright but cold in the north with snow showers, changeable in the south with some rain. And the current Caroline temperature check is 7 degrees centigrade, 45 Fahrenheit. This has been Caroline Newsbeat. Next news on the hour at 9 o'clock. On the Newsbeat, Bob Larkins. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You're listening to Keepers Uprising on 259. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's one of them days. It's Friday, you know. I even crashed a record. Yes, you better slow your Mustang down. Hold on. What I say now. Mustang selling now, baby. Hold on. Yes, you better slow your Mustang down. Oh, yeah. Listen, all you wanna do is ride around Saturday 
29 on the countdown this week uh, with a little bit of mistakes in the beginning there. Wilson Pickett and Mustang Sally. Good morning. Welcome back to the show for what it's worth. Yeah. My name is Kiefer's and this is Kiefer's Uprising. From now until 9 o'clock means we only got about 25 minutes to go, but I do hope you'll stick around as long as you can. And while, uh, if you got that sort of someone that you forgot on your Christmas shopping list, have a listen to this. Tom Thumb cigars for Christmas. Still worrying about Christmas presents? If he smokes, he's sure to enjoy Tom Thumb cigars. Mild, cool, always satisfying. Come to think of it, they're ideal for last-minute presents or something extra for someone special. Tom Thumb cigars. Ten for five bob. Get a few tins and stop worrying. Tom Thumb, Tom Thumb, the Christmas gift for men. Here's Cliff in the Shadows within the country. Number ten on the countdown. Hey! It's 45 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the temperature, Bunky. Come alive now. Hit. When the world in which you're living gets a bit too much to bear And you need someone to lean on When you look, there's no one there You're gonna find me out of the country You're gonna find me way out of the country the air is good, and the day is fine, and a pretty girl has a hand in mine, and the silver stream is a poor man's wine. In the country, in the country, if you're walking in the city, and you're feeling rather small, and the people on the sidewalk seem to form a solid wall, you're gonna find me. Hey, out of the country You're gonna find me Out of the country Well, the air is good And the day is fine And a pretty girl has a hand in mine And the silver screen is a poor man's wine In the country In the country Time is slipping by You don't need a ticket It belongs to you and I Come on and join me Hey, out in the country Where the air is good And the day is fine And the pretty girl has a hand in mind And the silver screen is a poor man's in the country, in the country. 
Cliff in the Shadows, number 10 on the Caroline Countdown this week. A song called In the Country. And I've done it. I've done it. I forgot this morning, kids. I'm sorry. If you're still around the radio, you hang around right now because we're going to do our little Christmas carol thing, right? Well, right now I'm going to tell the older types the lineup for the fabulous January issue of Music Maker. Scott Walker gives the real facts behind the Walker Brothers' success. The Beach Boys, a blow-by-blow description of their conquest of Britain, an expert assessment of the Beatles' pop future, and a long look at the masters of the pop songwriting business, including Lennon McCartney and Ray Davies. Plus, many exclusive features for folk and jazz fans. Record reviews, wonderful pictures. It's all in Music Maker, Britain's new in-touch month, Music Monthly. Make sure you get your copy. That's Music Maker, January issue, out now, three shillings. All righty, now let's do our Christmas thing here. Everybody sing now. You better not cry, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. You better not pout, you better not cry. You better watch out, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is a coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Yes, he does. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better not pout. You better not cry. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. You sing it on your own now. Come on. Santa Claus is coming to town. Come on. Checking it twice. Yeah. Gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out, you'd better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, there you go. Now, that didn't hurt, did it? Okay, kids, there's your Christmas carol for the morning. And tomorrow morning, I'll try and be on time, okay? 8.15, we'll do our little Christmas carol thing. We'll all get together and we'll all sing a little Christmas song. Okie dokie, we'll see you then. 8.15 tomorrow, right? 19 minutes before 9 is the time. <clears throat> kind of blew that one, didn't I? Tommy Vance, hit the... Go, go! New Tommy Vance Sure Shot from the Butterfield Blues Band. A song called Come On In. You look so lonely standing out there. I know you think there's nobody to care about you, girl. Oh, about you, girl. Oh, I'm loving on 
A Tommy Van Sure shot this week from the Butterfield Blues Band, a thing called Come On In. It's uh, about 16 and a half before nine. And it's a mining loss you're having about, darling. You what? Well, just a couple of shirts. There's one. It's not bad, is it? Where's the other? Oh, that's still on the... You've left the iron on it. Look, next time you want to exercise your domestic skills, just make the Horlicks, will you? Well, nobody will see the burn there, anyway. Horlicks, the food drink of the night. Hey, Colin, Caroline Club members everywhere. What is Christmas without a tree? This year, if you haven't got your tree, why don't you get the magic tree, the leprechaun Christmas tree from the forests of Ireland? Perfectly grown in many different sizes, leprechaun Christmas trees are available from your local store. Leprechaun Christmas trees, from the little people to you. Let's slow things down a little bit now with a very beautiful new song from Georgie Fame. It's already number 28 on the countdown, a former Steve Young Sure Shot. Sixteen minutes before nine o'clock, forty-five degrees, on this Friday morning, sitting in the park waiting for you. Number 28 on this week's Caroline Countdown for you. This ooh, lovely song. Written by Billy Stewart of uh, Secret Love and uh, Summertime fame. 
Here's the lineup for the Christmas holidays type of Wimbledon Palais, Caroline Night Out for you. Are you ready? This Saturday, that's tomorrow night, playing live will be the Insect Limited, JoJo Gun, Odin's People, the Foresters, and the Move. Also, Carl Douglas and the Big Stampede, and Lori London and the Mike Raven Group. Yeah, that's not all, Bunky Boo. Headlining the bill will be Long John Baldry, The Pretty Things, and Donovan. And then, come New Year's Eve, we got a great gala ball for you. Playing live will be the Chasers, the St. Louis Checks, the Flashbacks, and the Misunderstood. Also appearing, the Youth. Headlining that one, Georgie Fame. That's right, you fella, you just turned on the record there. There you go, two great big Wimbledon Palais Caroline nights out for you. Don't you miss them? Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Swinging straight through from 7.30 until 11.30. The whole thing compared by a Caroline DJ. For what it's worth, eh? <laughs> so don't you miss it, Caroline nights out at the Wimbledon Palais on Saturday nights. All righty? All righty. Uh, it's 11 and a half minutes before 9 o'clock. Let's go with this one. New one from The Bachelors, The Angel, and The Stranger, especially for Christmas. Silently, the angel told the stranger on that first Christmas day of the Bible lying in the manger, and so the angel. Bachelors, The Angel and the Stranger brings the time to nine and a half before nine. Hello, this is Frobisher Collingwood, your friendly Fender's man on the spot speaking. You'd never believe, housewives, just how much goes into every little can of Fender's orange juice and just how much comes out. I never did until I actually came out here to one of the orange groves in Florida, the home of this very refreshing product. First, I watched a can of Fender's orange juice being poured into a big glass jug which was then filled up with iced water. Enough for six big glasses of pure orange juice. Zawim, as they say over here. The secret? Well, for every can, they peel and pip up to 12 fat Florida oranges, squeeze out the water, and put all the good stuff into one little can. Honestly, no one can can like they can can. In fact, 
Here comes a row of empty cans now, all ready to be filled with 12 big juicy... Hey, stop the machine! Stop it! Remember, every pack of Findus you buy means another chance to cash in on the Radio Caroline Cash Casino. Here's Jimmy Ruffin, the number nine sound this week, to take us up to five minutes to nine o'clock and the Ember Cream Christmas Show. What becomes of the brokenhearted? What Becomes of the Brokenhearted, number nine this week on The Countdown. Oh, it's a very good program. I enjoyed that. Hello, where's your mother? You said goodbye to her over ten minutes ago. Did I? How about some Horlicks? You had some with Mum before she left. Are you sure? Positive. Well, I really did enjoy that program, didn't I? Yes, and the Horlicks. Horlicks. Tonight. Holidays from around the world. Christmas Around the World is brought to you by Ember Cream Cypress Sherry. Mmm, <laughs> jolly good sherry this, Mary. Can I be nosy and ask what it is? Of course. It's Ember Cream. Ember Cream. It's the most popular Cypress sherry in this country, so your guests are sure to appreciate it. Ember's superb quality at just the right price, 11 and 6 a bottle. So this Christmas... Ember Merry Christmas by Ember Cream. And now for Ember Cream... This is how they celebrate Christmas Day. In Norway, on Christmas Eve, porridge is placed in the hayloft of the barn for the family's barn elf. Popular superstition has it that should a Scandinavian barn elf be overlooked on Christmas Eve, he will retaliate in the coming year by suffering misfortune to fall on the neglectful household. To my knowledge, forgetting to leave a snack for Santa Claus on Christmas Eve has never brought misfortune to either myself or my friends. But in the light of this unusual Norwegian superstition, I'm not taking any chances this year. Holiday sounds from around the world. 
around the world was brought to you by Ember Cream Cypress Sherry. Ember Merry Christmas by Ember Cream. One more before we gotta go. Dave D. Dozy Beaky Bickenditch, number four this week. And save man. tricky ending there, yeah. And so we come to a close of a Friday edition of A Keeper's Uprising. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed being here with you this morning. If you get a chance, you join me again tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, the 24th of December, when I'll feature another three solid hours of finger snapping, toe tapping, knee knocking, thigh slapping, knuckle cracking, finger popping, leg pulling, wrist twisting, tongue tangling, foot stomping, rock and roll music. I'd love to see you then. And if you're around the old wireless this afternoon, you join me between 3 and 6 on the Tommy Vance Show. Love to see you then. So until we meet again across the airwaves, this is Kiefer saying take real good care of yourself now. Be good to each other. Bye-bye now. You stay tuned for Cash Casino following, followed directly by the Micah Hearn Show, okay?
the smallest boat to rock the nation, Radio Caroline South, on 259 meters, 24 hours of every day, 50,000 wonderful watts. The time is now exactly 9 o'clock. News Beat. Bringing news to the nation, this is Radio Caroline News Beat, Boston Factual. Liverpool. Police are still searching over a wide area of the northwest for five prisoners who escaped from Walton Jail in Liverpool. The men, aged between 17 and 20, were serving sentences of between 18 months and five years, two of them for crimes of violence. The electrical pay dispute. Both the ETU and the employers have condemned the prices and incomes report, which says that a, a productivity agreement for 56,000 workers in the electrical contracting industry isn't in keeping with the government's policy of severe restraint and should be renegotiated. The ETU president, Mr. Leslie Cannon, described the report as shabby. Iceland. The crew of the Fleetwood trawler Boston Wellvale were rescued last night when it went aground in a gale off northwest Iceland. India. The Americans are sending 900,000 tons of grain to India to ease the food shortage. India will pay 19 million pounds for it. India is also getting a gift of 200,000 tons of wheat from the Soviet Union. The Kennedy Book. The West German magazine Stern says its serial version of William Manchester's book, Death of a President, will include the passages which have been cut out of the version published by the American magazine Look. Stern says the legal battle with Mrs. Jacqueline Kennedy has nothing to do with what's printed in Germany. The Russian moonshot. Jodrell Bank has picked up signals from Russia's moon rocket Luna 13, and Sir Bernard Lovell said it would reach the area of the moon late on Christmas Eve as planned. And finally, a London man is to appear at Bow Street Magistrates Court today, charged with being in possession of £33,000 worth of forged Scottish fivers. He was arrested at Victoria Station last night. That's the news now on the weather front. It'll be mainly cloudy at first over England and Wales, with some outbreaks of light rain in places, but temperatures will be above normal. Brighter, colder weather in the north will extend southwards this morning, although the extreme south and west will stay mainly cloudy with some rain at times. There'll be some snow in the north. The outlook for tomorrow and Saturday, mainly bright but cold in the north with snow showers, changeable in the south with some rain. And the current Caroline temperature check is 7 degrees centigrade, 45 Fahrenheit. This has been Caroline Newsbeat. That's the end of this morning's news on Caroline. Next news will be headlines at 12.30 this afternoon. On the Newsbeat, Bob Larkins. Within the next few minutes, some lucky Radio Caroline listener could win as much as 870 pounds. So let's play Caroline Cash Casino. Presented by these quality products. Alberto VO5 Shampoo, Finder's Frozen Foods, Libby's, and Weedabix. This segment is brought to you by Alberto VO5 Shampoo. New VO5 Shampoo. Make your hair do what you want it to. Here's your chance to get sixpence off a bottle of VO5 Shampoo. And ninepence off a can of Get Set Hairspray. And ninepence off a jar of Get Set Gel. All in this wonderful new offer. Get yourself a box of Scottish tissues. You'll find a coupon that entitles you to price reductions on all these three Alberto products. Ninepence off a can of Get Set Hairspray. Ninepence off a jar of Get Set Gel. And sixpence off a bottle of VO5 Shampoo. New VO5 Shampoo. Make your hair do what you want it to. Look for the Scottish tissues with this wonderful offer. And that's not all. At every Tesco store, you can get extra Green Shield stamps with each of these three products, as well as the price reduction. That's right. Extra Green Shield stamps and a price reduction for VO5 shampoo, Get Set hairspray, and Get Set gel at every Tesco store. Well, what do you know? We've got 850 pounds in our old Caroline Cash Casino jackpot. 
This is uh, Bill Hearn wishing you a merry old Monday morning. Hope that it finds you fine. And here's our first letter for Alberto VO5 Shampoo from Mr. George Travers of 20 Sunderland's Avenue, Sauston in Cambridgeshire. Dear Bill, the answer to Cash Casino number four is the Australian singing group, The Seekers. No, George, we're not looking for The Seekers, but you will try again, won't you? Thank you for the enclosure of the VO5 Shampoo Empty Sachets. And we'll put 10 pounds into the jackpot. 860 pounds is what we have right there. And this being a Friday, a new day, we have a new clue for you. And it goes like this. The hammers involved because of their function. The hammers involved because of their function. How about that then, eh? Let's take a little bit of Jimmy Savileville there, shall we? And uh, we'll also listen to this hit from the Caroline Countdown. If it's love that you want Baby, you've got it From the depth of my soul Baby, you've got it But I've been watching you And I don't think that you're Hampshire, Kiefer's and his Kiefer's Uprising show back in 1966 on the 23rd of December. Now we're going to play you something from Radio City. Now Radio City was based on one of the big old forts that were placed in the North Sea, complete with gun emplacements and all sorts to try and uh, scare off Hitler and his boys coming over in the war. And it's now been taken over by Radio City who have been broadcasting from there. And um, there is a reason for focusing on Radio City this week as well. It's because Radio City had a DJ called Tom Edwards on board. Tacky Tom Edwards, as they used to call him. And I've managed to trace Tom Edwards as well, getting to be a proper detective. And uh, Tom Edwards has come come on to the show, or he's going to come on to the show, and uh, we will be able to uh, broadcast that for you in, co- in the coming weeks. So please stay tuned for that, and have a listen now to Radio City in its pomp. And it featured Ian McRae and Alan Clark in the Auntie Mabel show. 
Now, what that was about, I don't know. Tree, that's it's a onions for tea tonight, sir. <laughs> I went out in the country today. I took my cameraman along with me. Did you really? Yeah. And I saw many interesting things. What did you see? It was a very cold day today, sir. Right. I saw and many. I saw many interesting birds. You saw many interesting birds. I saw a couple of blue tits. Oh, all sitting in a tree. On the bird, the tree. Lemon fries underneath. Indeed, I did, sir. Playing I was yeah. trolling. I was trolling Were this you? river. You never told me. No, I was trolling there all day today. I was trolling for eight hours at a stretch, sir. I didn't catch anything at all today except the cold. Yes, I thought you'd get that one in. Yes, carry on. Turned out I was, I was trolling in the, the main London sewer, sir. Were you? I guess I shouldn't have used... I shouldn't... <laughs> Because I was doing the wrong big box. <laughs> That's a dirty business, yeah. <laughs> After a long day trolling, sir, I went down to visit the Smith family in Little Wapping on Pad. On where? On Pad. I see. And we knocked on the door, and the Smith family came out and said, Hello, what's all this then? All these cameramen. Yeah, yeah. And I said, We've been trolling down the old London sewer. Looking for crayfish. And they said, we, You can't come in here then, smelling like that. So I invited the cameraman and left me outside in the rain, sir. Yeah, there's oh, still yeah. a crayfish there. We, oh, you've been watching a certain TV program, didn't I, by any chance? <laughs> what makes you think that? I don't know, I just got that impression, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. I said, my name's Oliver Smith. And she said, I don't mind
I'll have one too. Oh, dear. It's seven and a half past seven o'clock. This is the Auntie Mabel Show from Radio City on 299, the first of this week's series of one. Yes. Beatles. With yes. John Lennon, very popular fellow in South Africa these days, I do believe. Yes. In the town where I was born lived a man who sailed to sea and he told us of his life in the land of submarines. So we sailed on to the sun sort of thing, you know. The Rolling Stones there now, and that was the Yellow Submarine song of the Auntie Mabel. Our time is on ten and a half past seven o'clock. Do you mind if I smoke? Well, you're smoldering. You've been smoldering all day, haven't you? Yes. Thank you. Uh, listen, we must say hello now to um, Mrs. Ivy Hollingsworth, because she sent us two very funny photos here. I guess this must be aimed at the ugly photo competition again. We'll put these aside for a while, Mrs. Uh, Hollingsworth. Two very funny photos. There there she is with the glasses and the funny hat on. It's not a hat, it's a basket. It's a waste paper basket. I wonder why it's round her head. <laughs> yeah. And there's a happy bunch of people all around her with waving apples and things like happy, that. Happy, smiling people, yeah. 
apples, aren't they? I that must so. be a fruit-picking farm or something. It must be a fruit-picking farm, Roger. Where they pick fruit. Where they pick fruit. And also she sent us this tremendous um, witch. There it is on the wall across there. Oh, good heavens. Stands about two feet high. Must yeah. have taken a bit of work to work that one out. <laughs> Looks just like you-know-who, doesn't it? You-know-who. Well, two requests for the snake's Neil Diamond record. Also got another one, in fact. This is a um, very sweet old lady, I think, uh, Miss Judith Coates. And uh, she says that she listens to Radio City um, quite a lot. And she doesn't have much to do nowadays. But, uh, well, I mean, she, she says that the Auntie Mabel, this is a quote from the letter, we're not blowing her on Trump, but it's a highlight of her day. So, uh, how about that? We have a fan. She must have a few lowlights as well, then, in case <laughs> this is the highlight. So, so for, you, for you, dear sweet grandma, and also for Mrs. Iving Holly, Ivy Hollingsworth, Neil Diamond and the Auntie Mabel are tonight sing Solitary Man. Well, 
few odds and ends. Just a few trinkets, darling, yes. Back if we can, the pipe's sort of sticking out there. Yeah, that's a horrible mess to me. Golden Olden sounds of uh, Dave Clark, am I right? Yes. Indeed you are, sir. Bits and pieces. Wouldn't be a bad idea for a competition, that Yanti Mabel out, and have uh, people send in their handbag with the most ridic ridiculous amount of rubbish you can possibly think of in it. They're just going to get more money again, shouldn't you? Shouldn't be hard for some of the girls I know. The rubbish you carry around on the handbag is fantastic, yeah. isn't it? It's like a sort of, uh, sort of jumble sale thing, isn't it? If you have any money left in the handbag, we'll send it in as well. We'll look after it for you. Checks, please, me. 18 minutes after 7 o'clock on the Auntie Mabel Hour. It's a late o'clock. Out of rubbish. Am I right again? Indeed, there you are. Indeed, yes. indeed you are. Sir. I'm always perfectly right. Of course you are, Auntie. Mabel. <laughs>
screen. I do in mine now. Well, that's bad enough. It certainly is. Chris Montez, the more I see you, the more I want you. 27 past 7 o'clock now. Did the Auntie Mabel. Sorry, carry on. The Auntie Mabel out from Radio City on 299. We recently heard reports of the government being ever keen in a progressive fashion to oh. inject new life into the country. Oh. Have recently formed a new ideas committee. A new ideas committee. So, jumping at this opportunity to send someone up, we took the Auntie Mabel outside broadcast unit along to a special session of the Auntie Mabel, or shall I say the government? I think I shall say the government. New ideas committee. You should have gone down the snake, not up the ladder, you twit. Paid off, dear. Any, any case, you have left in the trolley, <laughs> Anybody got the sugar? I say, I say, Gaffney, seriously, I've got an idea, a dipping idea. What? I've got an idea. I've got an idea. Blimey, what's wrong with this fellow? He's a bit progressive, isn't he? No, no, let's all go out for a drink, what? Mumble, mumble. Well, I think they're open now. It's a good idea, let's. <laughs> Come on, then. Oh, so Suppose I'd better get about cleaning up the old place then. What about our thing too? Don't put your daughter on the stage, Mrs. Worthington. Jumping record.
record number one slot this week on the City 60 for 66. Beach Boy Pet Sound on the song God Only Knows What I Feel About You. Your power of power. Miss Shelby Flint now sings. A month of night, a year of days, October's drifting into May. I set my sail when the tide comes in. I just cast my feet to the wind. record there by Shelby Flint, a very fine voice too, sort of sexy in a way, nice and huskily sexy, isn't it? Does things to you, makes you sort of squirm there, you know how it is, fellas? Not you girls, you keep out of this. Shelby Flint and cast your feet to the wind. Settler's song in Macca's music show this afternoon. Sounds of City. Sounds of Love and Spoonfaller.
Spoon Falls City Sound number six this week, and a good song called Summer, Summer in the City. The other side's very good, too. Would you like to hear it? Hand up, we'd like to hear it. One, two, three, four. That'll do it. You've won. Love and Spoonful, and the story of Bald-Headed Lena. <laughs> Macca's Music Show.
Ancient Golden Olden Sound from Mr. Tony Jackson on a CBS single, And Never Never Leave Your Baby's Side. The Tower of Power. The station that swings. The Tower of Power. The station that swings. Oh, my God. You're seasick already. Oh, excuse me. The Tower of Power. The station that swings. You'll get the tops. You'll get the pops. The Tower of Power. The station that swings. It sounds out tomorrow, today. From Radio City on 299 meters. Medium wave band, Mike Side, Ian McRae with the hits of the day in Monstrous Packers Music Show, Otis Redding. This is my noble friend. I hope it'll reach out to you, my love. This is my noble friend. And I hope you can understand it, my love. Otis Redding and 
This is my lover's prayer. Series sound number 28 this week from the Tower of Power. And now we sing the song of the century. Oh, what hit from iTunes? No one monstrous matters. Music show you'll hear the hit song. I do no one monstrous matters. Music show from the Tower of Power. The listening sign. Loud and clear on 299. You'll hear the hit from I do no one monstrous matters. Music show. Thank you, choir. Well done. Ready as the Ram Jam Band there. Joan Baez now. and pack up your troubles.
Writing the words of the sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near. Look at him working, darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? All the lonely people. That was Ian McRae and 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 Alan Clark on Radio City, which of course used to be associated with Radio Such as well. But those were the days. So I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you enjoyed the whole show. Please join us again next week when we will have uh, some more Pirate Radio memories. Thanks for joining us. This is Ad saying bye for now. <laughs> When pirates ruled the airwaves, Three Valleys Radio takes you back to the early 60s to the radio revolution that took place then out in the North Sea. Over the coming weeks, we shall be bringing you the sounds of Radio Caroline, Radio London, Radio North Sea, Swing and Radio England, and many more. So together, let's keep the radio revolution alive here on Three Valleys Radio.